0: What had happened was, I had a cocktail before I came here. I I needed a little liquid courage. What happened was, what had happened was,
1: was,
0: (laughs) I am so excited about the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. It's such a small little inn, but just think how much history was spawned from that. I think it's absolutely amazing. And we're all, you're part of the thread. You're part of the American thread, the female thread, the LGBTQ, the African-American thread. So I'm so proud of all that.
1: Thanks for finding the What Had Happened Was podcast. It's me, Amelia Robinson from Dayton.com, and I clearly had a good time with Miss Demir, the outrageously unique and sincere host of DATV's Harper's Bizarro World Presents, The Miss Demir Show. It just happens to be the oldest LGBT public access variety show in the whole entire United States, and it's based right here in Dayton. Mr. Demir and I talk about the show, of course, and its use of nylon pantyhose, sock puppets, and her sweet moves. We also talk about dating, forgiveness, acceptance, old Hollywood, the legendary Misty Knight, and the Hightower, who in a few days will receive an award named in her honor. It's kind of spooky that this show is being released on Halloween. Mr. Demir and I met one Halloween night nearly 20 years ago. I was a private dancer in a really wild wig. The What It Happened Was podcast is sponsored by Premier Health and recorded in the WHIO radio studios. Like and rate this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find shows that you just love. Select episodes can also be found on the WHIO app for Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's my talk with the delightful Miss Dineer. How are you doing?
0: I am fabulous. Happy 50th (laughs) anniversary of Stonewall year.
1: Yeah, exactly. What do you got to contain it all to one month anyway? We should be
0: celebrating it every day of the year.
1: So you've been doing Miss Demure for how long?
0: Miss Demure was born in 1998.
1: How did she come about? Because you're two different people. Oh my, well, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes
0: four. It's like Sybil. When I was a kid, my late father and I, we used to watch the Late, Late, Late show which was on every Friday and it would show classic movies. I've always dreamed of being one of those Hollywood starlets from the golden age of Hollywood. One of my favorite shows of all time was Bewitched. I love Elizabeth Montgomery's femininity. I mean, there were so many different people in the entertainment field that has influenced Ms. Demure and created her. Uh, like my mother, for example, I have a lot of her softness. I have my late father's wit. It's a whole salad.
1: Of- so you grew up here in Dayton? Uh-huh.
0: Born well, and bred. Where'd you grow up? I lived in downtown Dayton in my early life, and then I lived in Trotwood. And when I lived in Trotwood, that was in the mid-'70s. It was considered like a... Um, oh,
1: nice suburb. Like yeah, it was a
0: suburbia. And one of my neighbors was Sandra Gilliamville, who was the second African-American woman on TV in Dayton to, to the weather. Yeah, and she's actually producing down at DATV now.
1: Oh, that's awesome. It's kind of full yeah. circle. Yeah. So
0: she lived in the same condo complex that my family lived in and she went to high school with my late father.
1: So it was like a middle class sort of community? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did she remember you?
0: Oh, yeah. She remembered me and my siblings when we were littles. It was coming full circle seeing her again and me being a part of the media. It's just, it's weird how life turns out.
1: What were you like as a little kid?
0: Oh, losing my glasses. Like I did when I was a child. But very delusional. I mean, I was always
1: because I think that's what people like about you now. You are very like Mr. Mirror character is very delusional and She's I like that. Very... <laughs> She's it's very it's... do her own daggone thing, She's baby. In
0: her own atmosphere, I tell you. <laughs> but as a child, I was always playing make believe. I mean, I was playing with my sister's dolls, her easy bake oven, which later became a segment on my program. I remember my mother doing laundry and hating clothes outside. And I would literally take the clothespins, the wooden ones, and I would take yarn and make hair. I remember having this 64 box of Crayolas and using it to put makeup on my face. The fact that I still have a face after that, (laughs) I mean, that's like acid, it was an acid trip. I don't know, I was just always being in another universe. I remember there was a play that I did in third grade, it was called Voices of the School, and I remember being up on stage and just doing everything I can to get attention. And I was hooked. Book Lion Sinker.
1: Is the how like creative sort of spirit some of your parents encouraged?
0: It wasn't that they encouraged it. It's just I saw it and that's just who we were.
1: Were they creative folks too?
0: Um I'm finding out in post that my father was. Because my late father is part of the LGBT community as well. But when I came out to him when I was 18 years old, he had so much baggage from his life that he rejected me. But now, afterwards, I'm finding out that he did drag like I did. He traveled the world. I mean, he was in so- drag? Well, I mean, he went to um, Boo and Brew, that's in the Oregon District back in the 80s. He would uh, dress up in drag, he would wear like ball gowns. I'm finding all of this out now, and it's just. It's crazy, but it's it's wonderful at the same time.
1: And that's always the funniest thing about Halloween. It's always dress rehearsal for people who oh, want it to was. drag out too. Yeah. Like some people are just doing it because it's a costume, but some people are, you know, living our little fantasy life.
0: And that's how I met you at Celebrity years ago. I mean, it was Halloween. It was a contest. Yeah. You were Tina Turner. Yeah, I was Tina Turner.
1: <laughs> and I swear to God that the reason we won, because we did win. Uh huh. Okay, first of all, it was a white guy as Ike Turner. <laughs> and it was me as Tina Turner, which I don't look like Tina Turner. I think I'm pretty fancy and fly but I'm not Tina Turner no.
0: you had her spirit right her spirit. you were working the juxtaposition
1: and I do believe that people thought I was a thought I was a, in drag like a man in drag which is why we won <laughs> we were you're like, at
0: this club exactly. and it's like oh <laughs> it's perfect win yes. that money anywhere you can baby yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that
0: oh my god i'm picturing that night i mean it's so clear as day to me
1: yeah it was just like one of those crazy dating days date mm-hmm. nights. i'm sure you could do the same kind of stuff in other cities but there's just like a lot of that kind of just fun craziness that wacky I've, yeah you're wacky so stuff yes. <laughs> yeah like you never know what's gonna happen or who you are gonna run into i love
0: it oh my god
1: when a girl unleash mr mirror
0: Back in 1998, I had been a club kid before that. So I was always wearing really crazy outfits. And I remember the last weekend, I was a club kid. And I said, you know what? I need a makeover. I think I'm going to do drag. For the last weekend that I went out and androgynous, I wore the silver afro. And I had a tank top and had silver shorts. And big, giant platform sneakers, like which was popular in the 90s. And then the next week, I was Ms. Demure. And oh, oh let funny. me tell you, she was a hot mess. <laughs> she was a hot mess. It was during summer. I wore my hair up in the fall, and I wore white blouse. And I didn't know how to apply makeup. So by the end of the evening, my makeup was all over my clothes. So I was half man and half woman. (laughs) And then my oldest friend in the world, Harley, he took a photo of me. He was holding it for ransom.
1: (laughs) Blackmail, right?
0: So I took that original photo and I actually destroyed it. And now I wish I would have kept it. But some of my earlier pictures, they're still quite scary. And I wouldn't have it any other way because... It's the metamorphosis of it,
1: and it's so, part of it. It's mm-hmm. fun, like it's mm-hmm. part of that um, continuation from club kid to drag performer and TV sensation and everything else. You well, thank become. you
0: for that. Uh, last year, I celebrated my twentieth anniversary being in drag, and actually, I was a late bloomer. I didn't start dressing in drag until I was uh, thirty two years old. What was so the that hold was up? A, do you think? Um, just trying to be comfortable in my own skin. It's so weird. I've been out there, but I haven't been out there. And so at that time, I just felt like I had nothing to lose. I had lost a lot of weight. It was like a confidence booster. And so I'm like, well, let's try this. And I did it. And I wanted to have my own uniqueness about me. So I figured I sort of live for that TCM classic Hollywood lady. And so Mr. Mirror's quest to be that lady began. My first show was at the Packard Museum. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's why you did your photo shoot. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. it was
0: an anniversary shoot. And I remember. A friend of mine named Roy. He he wore a beret and he wore a turtleneck and black jeans and he was playing the bongos and I didn't really lip sync. I just danced around the whole time. The crowd just loved it. It was someone's wedding, and I got invited to perform and it was so cool.
1: Oh, you performed at the wedding. Uh huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really hot. You knew it was a wedding. Well, I, I did, but yeah. it was
0: just. It was like okay. Uh-huh. That's let's so do, different. This. let's yeah. do this. Yeah,
1: let's tear it up. Yeah, <laughs> it was a hoot. Grab the show to people who've never seen it.
0: It's a combination of Carol Burnett and David Letterman and The Talk. We just throw a mix of everything. I have sock puppets on on yeah. the show, and I kind of go back to them, especially if I'm in a jam or something, because you know, human error is going to happen no matter what, no matter how polished you, you try to be. I use them as a reference. I can just pull them out. And use them any time, and it works.
1: One of my favorite things I've ever done in life is fight that one sock puppet. What's her name?
0: A Shaniqua Pink dress. Yeah, she's a hot mess. She was a hot mess. She is a hot. Mess.
1: I was like, "Girl, get out of my face with all that." <laughs> she wouldn't.
0: <laughs> I need to update her nail set because a lot of the ladies are wearing pointy nails, or claws, and she still has the square set. So she does need an update. Well, she's
1: something. a lady. She didn't have to be scratching. No, people. she is not a lady. She is. <laughs>
0: She's what the kids call today a, a thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> that hoe over there. <laughs>
1: well, as long as she knows it, right?
0: She And she owns it. So I get to be really crazy through her.
1: So what were you like in school? Were you quiet or did you have a bunch of friends? And- I
0: remember when I met my oldest friend named Harley. We met in ninth grade. and We didn't become friends until sophomore Where'd year. did you go to high school? A uh, Meadowdale.
1: Okay. I think he went to Meadowdale.
0: Yeah, small world. We met in high school. We didn't really talk in, in ninth grade, but... Like sophomore year, we started hanging out in the cafeteria and we uh, had a lot in common. We loved to go to the mall and shop and, and watch movies. I think one of the first movies we ever saw in school was Best Friends with Goldie Hawn and Burt Reynolds. I mean, I look back at some of the movies we saw, some were good, some them were turkeys. But uh, it was just meeting that friend and bonding. I had a Grace Jones haircut back then. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, it was crazy.
1: You know, people always talk about Grace Jones I love her. gorgeous.
0: Oh, fabulous. She's still
1: working it. Yeah, she is. Um, a couple years ago, the hula hoop thing she did at the Queen's Jubilee. She was doing this hula hoop. I'm like, uh-huh. go, Grace Jones. She's go. always working it. My yeah. favorite
0: moment of hers is in Conan Destroyer when she growls and she's like, <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, that's just classic Grace Jones. And don't forget, pull up to the bumper. I mean, some of her classic hits. I mean, it's timeless. Before Lady Gaga. Yeah. It was Grace Jones.
1: It really was. And she was doing her own thing and she was getting teased for it. But she was being Such a role model for a lot of folks. You've done a lot of stuff because of the show, right? Mm -hmm. Did you expect it to be a door into different worlds like it has been for you?
0: I had no idea. I just kind of went in there and did my thing just to see what would happen. Because I remember going to uh, 1470 and this was like... the late 80s and I was just trying to exist in that environment and then we're going to fast forward to the late 90s and I I sort of got reintroduced to the bar scene so I I was kind of away from it and then I came back.
1: Why'd you go away from it?
0: Just trying to get comfortable in my own skin. I think we're born and we all have to navigate through life you know the peaks and valleys of life and just trying to be happy with myself it took a long time to get to this point now I'm at the point I just don't care I'm just going to do me and you know, just be that spirit. From What was the Well, you from? know, my father having, it's so weird. If it was Christmas time or us watching old movies, we were bonding. But other than that, we just didn't really connect. A lot of people come from dysfunctional families. You just use it now. I use social media to use it as a tool to help other people right. out there.
1: Yeah, you're very open about your dad and how he wasn't open about himself. And his and late mother happened.
0: was a lesbian. Really? She was raped when she was a teenager, and she gave him up for adoption. And so he was
1: the result of the rape? Yeah. Okay.
0: When he became an early adult, his adopted parents, they were killed in a car accident. Oh. So when you lose a parent, because my dad's passed away a year ago, and when you lose a parent, everything just changes. Your perspective changes. All the things that you had issues about, it's just, it's so small, it's so minimal. And I just think about he suffers so much in this life. Yeah. And so now I, I wish that we could have resolved what we had before he passed. I don't know. I think we're kind of friends now. I brought him to Pride. Mm-hmm. He had a Ken doll that I discovered after he died. He actually had a Ken doll. I brought it with me to Pride. And People just thought, what are you, a witch doctor? Like, yes. And you said, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am, yes. I said, I'm the queen doctor. But I brought it, and I don't know. It just made me feel more connected with them. One of my um, dreams is actually on my bucket list. I want to go out to Hollywood somehow. I don't know if it's legal to climb up to a Hollywood sign, but I want to spread do his, it. I want to <laughs> spread his ashes there. That's I, think, kinda, I think you can do it. You, you can do that? That yeah. is on my bucket list.
1: Had he ever gone there before?
0: No, no. Is so this I'm, because
1: your connection to the movies?
0: Well, that and I watch TCM religiously. So um, I don't know if you watch that channel, but mm-hmm. the, you can join the club. And they have like at Grandma's Chinese Theater, they ha- they'll they have a star there. They'll show a series of their movies and they speak and they have a dance and cocktails. So my goal is to join the TCM club and travel out to Hollywood and spread my father's ashes.
1: That'd so, be awesome. Yeah. Yeah a conversation over thanksgiving a couple years ago with my mom and it's like before that i didn't get why she wouldn't do things with me or she wouldn't she would be like kind of reluctant to go places and mm-hmm. i've figured out why and it's like now i understand you as a woman and i think sometimes it's hard to understand your parents as anything but your parents but in fact they are people who they had were people history. first yeah yeah he had a life before you came about and you know you affected his life and you know sometimes they forget how important they are to us too
0: well, I think about when my baby sister was born in 1973, when she was born, me and my siblings, we all had chicken pox and we had pink eye at the same time. Oh, gross. So, yeah. Gross. So my, my aunt had to move in for a while. And I remember thinking there was like five kids. I don't know how my mother did it. She was 30 years old then. The time born, She was 30. She yeah. But that kids, was yeah. normal back then. I remember her bringing my baby sister home and I couldn't go near my mom because my favorite thing was to put my head on their shoulder and I couldn't do that and I felt so alone and now I get it she was so young herself back then there were so many expectations for women you could be a nurse you could be a teacher there was just there really wasn't a huge playing field you and know it's even
1: less for black women you can you exactly have, you like so many less uh things I remember my mother when she's about 30 having a midlife crisis and I was she was in her bed crying and I was like what's wrong with you she was like, oh, God, I'll never be able to do this or that. And I had these dreams. I never thought of her as a person who might have had it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. I knew she had hopes and dreams, but you know, you do not really think about it in those same terms. Until Isn't you that crazy? Her. That is weird, yeah. And
0: you knowing that now you're over the next threshold of life, you know, different phase of life. But...
1: Taking a break in the action to remind you that you are listening to the What Had Happened Was podcast, and I'm Amelia Robinson from Dayton.com. We are so happy to welcome our newest sponsor, Premier Health. Our care lives in the hour between dropping off the kids and making it to your first meeting. Because scheduling your doctor's appointment should work around your life, not the other way around. Premier Health now offers online scheduling for primary care and select specialty services. Setting up an appointment takes seconds, and in some cases, you can see a provider the same day. Just head to premierhealth.com schedule to see how easy it can be. Our care lives on your schedule. Premier Health. Now back to my delectable chat with Mr. Muir. One thing I do think about
0: when I think about my mother, biggest mothering moment that I remember from her, this was back in 75 when we were living in Trotwood during winter. First, uh, King Quick. No, storage, I'm not from here originally. Okay. Well, it was kind of like 7-Eleven. And I remember us all walking down to the store because it was right around the corner from our condo. And we found this litter of puppies. So she put two in her coat. She gave me one. She gave all my siblings one. And we took them home and we nursed them. And and you know, we gave them away, and when I think about the best thing about my mom, I think about that moment.
1: That's amazing. It,
0: yeah, it really is. If I ever get married before I'm in my home, <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking, I want my wedding to be really simple, but I want my reception to be really big and I wanted to create a replica of her wedding gown. Her and my father got married in 1963, so it's very Jacqueline Kennedy. It was off the shoulder. It was a cocktail linked to the knees and she had a pillbox hat and little white gloves. So Daryl, if I get married, I'm just going to keep it simple and jump the broomstick. But with my reception, it's just going to be a big old party in that we, little we wedding We got to
1: find that husband, honey.
0: Well, you know, I, I've never told people this, at least in the public, that I've never had a relationship before. I've been single all my adult life. There are people that I have dated when I was younger, but uh, I love very hard. I wear my heart on my sleeve. There have been instances in the past where I've dated someone and they wanted to commit. And I just didn't allow it to happen because I wanted to love them 100%. And I think. That's what everyone deserves, you know. So Yeah,
1: maybe you'll find that just once you open your heart a little bit and exactly. just that so you know why you're doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but I'm married to Bizarro World yeah. and so a lot of people You can
1: marry yourself, right?
0: Exactly. Or or marry a ghost like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then Scooby Doo would show up and they were Who would be the famous cartoon? That's a whole nother show. Well, but... I just
1: kind of feel like, why can't you have a reception? You can have a reception.
0: I would love to do that. Like, wouldn't that out? be cool? That would be cool. Oh, my God. Just
1: do it. You know what I mean? Like, you go to all these weddings, and you go to baby showers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to have any kids. So, I mean, like, I've been to a million baby showers. Where's That's... my gifts? You know? <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> You should have it for your cat. I should have it <laughs> my, my two cats and the dog.
1: You should definitely. Imagine the presents you would get.
0: Oh, wouldn't that be fabulous? Well,
1: my cat brings me presents every once in <laughs> a while. I don't want, but... I understand. (laughs) I love his name, Tigger. The other day, Tigger caught a bird, and I was like, no, Tigger, Oh, no. no.
0: And that's their way of saying that they love you. It is. But it's just so weird, isn't it? Yeah, let yeah. him go. Let him yeah. go. He, he's normally
1: a good... Parents were from Dayton, too, then?
0: My mother moved to Dayton in 1948. She's from Georgia. Every time she talks about that, I picture some old movie, and she's on a train with the smoke and everything. You know? Georgia. Me being in a delusional world again, you know? <laughs> and my dad is from Indiana.
1: Your whole dream world is in black and white, isn't it? Oh, it really is. Oh, that's Oh, my awesome. God.
0: I mean, it's just 1940s movie or 1930s. Uh, do you like silent movies? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I can watch, watch them all day long. Where I do you
1: watch it. them on TMC? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's It's my cool.
0: favorite channel.
1: Why do you think you stayed in Dayton?
0: It's always worked for me. It's cheaper to live here. I don't know. I thought about moving because where I work at, I work at the Dayton Club also. They have 200 locations. So I've actually, about 10 years ago, I was in the process of thinking about moving. But my show always kept me here.
1: You think you do Bizarre Wall somewhere else? Or you think well, something? my
0: show airs in New York. Um, I've been on since 2000. But in 2004, I started branching out. So I've been airing in New York. I'm on every Friday at, um, a, what is it, like 11.30 p.m. in New York. And I used to air in Cincinnati, but their cable access station closed. I remember back in 2001, I had sent a, a three-quarter inch tape. This should, to tell you how long I've been on the air. I was going to send it to the Columbus cable access station, but they had a really bad scandal that had to do with a, a clown and uh, a kid. So oh. that's all I'm going to say. It was really bad.
1: Well, let's not talk about that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, I was like, "This—that was not meant to happen." And then it's I used to you. air in uh, Yellow Springs and Fairborn, but now with the digital tier changing, I'm back on in those markets, but it's—it's it's like one channel instead of three or four channels. So,
1: what do you think drag is going? Because obviously, drag has changed a lot since you started.
0: Oh yeah, here in the Midwest, it's all about pageantry, and then in New York, it's all about being avant garde and. And in LA, I don't quite get what LA's is, but it's different. It's unique. And I like that there's a kaleidoscope of color and drag. That's what it should be. It's not defined by one look. I think a lot of the queens, they get kind of territorial, like, well, this should be this way and that. And I think a lot of uh, that happens with people wanting to get on drag race. But I like the differences. I think it, that's what makes it unique.
1: The National Drag Queens, they don't seem to put a lot of work into it anymore um they kind of do one song and then they kind of parade around a little bit and that's Mm -hmm. it and it's like the girls who work in the clubs locally and stuff they're like flipping and turning and doing three numbers and 37 outfit changes you kind of wonder what it's gonna be
0: well it's like uh the the struggle i used to think the struggle was it was such a, a challenge now the struggle is good because you're more creative and me being on Access Television, is all volunteers. So I get to be that creative. When I have a situation back in 07, I didn't have a director that whole season. I had people come in and volunteer. I decided to just do a twist on it. My co-host Graciela Campbell, I would hit play and record, and she would be sitting in front of the Girl Talk set, and she says, oh, my God, where is that Ms. Demir? Where is she at? She's <laughs> late again. And I'd walk in, oh, hello. How are you? Sorry I'm late. I overcommitted myself. I put my mic on, and then we do a show. So – Improvising uh, when you're in those—that's where creativity be- begins.
1: And that's one of the good things about datv too is you can try different things and you can like make it work. You guys can have a lot of equipment too for a lot of different things. You got yeah, we equipment. we have
0: our podcast studio that was recently constructed. Everything there is pretty state of the art. I I feel like I've hit the lottery with that studio. It's like public access television is the original social media. You're talking to all walks of life and some of my closest allies down there are spiritual producers
1: i bet all sorts of people too on the show right
0: yeah one of my favorite is ed willett who is from yellow springs Uh, he passed away a year ago and he was a tuskegee airman in world war ii and the first time he helped out on my program or directing the show i said are you going to be comfortable working with a, a drag queen he said young lady i was a police officer in chicago for 40 years and I met some female impersonators which I love It's so old school that he says that and I never met one as nice as you
1: oh that's cool you probably never saw that coming either did you no it
0: was like it was it was like a rap gift and he was such a good director but he would fall asleep on the
1: set but it
0: was so endearing you know and DATV has been so good to me just for me using social media more than any producer there they let me have a billboard and it's like
1: Oh, that was super excited! Yeah, the more. fact that they
0: let me do that—it was just so amazing. I really feel like it was just right in line with the anniversary, and it just shows how far we've come here in Dayton.
1: It shows a lot about you too, because you do have like a really sweet demeanor, a demure demeanor, if you would. Like a really. Th- she tries
0: to be demure, but <laughs> I have to put pantyhose over the lens that so she's not quite demure all the
1: time. Yeah, that is, that is another hilarious part of that uh, show. Uh, like how soft all the lights. <laughs>
0: But what, you know what I love about that? Some of the other shows, sometimes I forget to take the pantyhose off. <laughs> and they're doing a news program or something, you know, very substantial. And they're like, why is everyone so foggy like in a <laughs> Doris Day movie? <laughs> Rest in peace.
1: You literally put pantyhose over the screen. Mm-hmm. That's funny.
0: Gives that old Hollywood look to it.
1: Some of your segments are just hilarious. I- just like the <laughs> dancing. just like doing your own thing.
0: And sometimes I know the words. <laughs> <laughs> It's like watching a, a, an old karate movie or, or uh, Godzilla. So.
1: Yeah, you would not win lipstick for a life for <laughs> sure.
0: But you know what? I think that's part of his charm. Yeah. It's so weird. I just get out there and go. I've gotten so good at it that actually my lip sync has gotten better because I think after time, the improvisation. It just grows.
1: And you know, it's entertaining too. That's what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, Exactly. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you watch a drag queen and she's like doing all the right moves and she's hitting all the right poses. But it's just not entertaining.
0: Exactly. Like
1: you Don't have the personality, you don't have the spirit. You, you don't gotta have... win that audience over. Exactly. We gotta put
0: on a show. Razzle dazzle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I used to work at public access in Athens when I was in school. I remember you telling me yeah. that. Yeah. And we had the real world OU or oh, Athens. I love real World it. Athens. So it's like you remember the Real World? Uh-huh. It was basically me filming my roommates and you know did you have a favorite season oh i think i did like two seasons or something like that Uh so it's like probably the first season Mm -hmm. but it's like the old school way you do tape, really old school oh my
0: god real to real and all of that i i had a radio program for like maybe a month and a half it was called gbc radio this was back in 2004 and it was ahead of its time ohio just wasn't ready for it so it it closed really fast but I love the fact that I've been able to try this. I've been able to try that. It's just been a lot of fun and a lot of uh, growth from it.
1: Sounds like So what's, what's next for you?
0: Well, Tina Hightower... She is the winner of the legendary Misty Night Legacy Award. Well, which tell I...
1: people who M- Misty Night is who don't Misty
0: know. Misty Night, oh my God. She was the oldest transgender drag performer here in Dayton, Ohio. Um, she had been performing since like the late 60s, early 70s. She had a snake that she would travel on. she could blow out fire. She did so much at 1470 back back <laughs> in the 80s she's just an icon here because she lived her true life and she inspired so many performers, even, I mean, to this day. And we lost her last year. It was like losing a gem. I mean, she was such a big influence on everybody in this community. And
1: not just here in Dayton, all over the place. All over the world,
0: all over the country. Just amazing. I remember the first time she appeared on my program was back in 2002. And she was talking about how she was dancing in this go-go bar. And her whole family was in the entertainment industry. And her father had walked into the club and saw her performing. Later on, when they were chatting, he says, when you throw a kick, measure it off. And that was the end of that.
1: Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
0: But Misty has been through so much. You think about it, the 50th anniversary of Stonewall in the early 70s she would be on the highway with her girlfriends and they would be traveling to another city to do a show. If the traffic was stopped they would get out, put on their makeup and everything and put on a show and there were there were moments where they were in danger going from city to city right. especially traveling down south in those days. She was a pioneer.
1: She was a black woman driving through the south anyways. Exactly a and she yeah. did it
0: on her own and I think the young queens today they should be look at that as an inspiration to take their drag to that next level. The bells and whistles of drag race is wonderful. For Tina winning that award, the reason I, I believe she deserved that award, because it's her community here first. It's not about likes and numbers on, on social media. It's like she did something unconditional in her backyard, which is very old school. She was raising money for Ronald McDonald House, and not one penny went in her pocket. She's been sober for over a decade. She reinvented herself, and... That embodies everything that that award stands for. Living life with dignity to the fullest, which is what Misty did. Fighting those challenges and overcoming those things.
1: Anybody can get inspiration from a story like Misty's or Tina's or yours or anybody else. Eventually, hopefully, we can just get to a point where we go, oh, the community as a larger community. Exactly, just, just the
0: community. Yeah, That would be fabulous. Because
1: a lot of people do a lot of different things. People just don't do things. We don't just live in our own boxes. We live out in the world and the world is interconnected. So we, like,
0: more so now than ever. It's it's crazy that Andy Warhol said that everyone would be famous for fifteen minutes and it's happening. I mean everyone has a soapbox. Everyone has a platform. I think it's absolutely amazing. It is. With this award It's going to be a yearly award, but I think I want to give out a second one for the people behind the scenes, for all the people that helped create Pride and and do all the hard work. So I've already nominated four people that will be, one of them will be awarded this fall during Pride, Pride Night. And uh, one of the nominees is Randy Phillips, uh, Alexis O'Hara, Lisa Grigsby, and Rob Austin. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Pride. And this is the biggest Pride ever
1: took us like several minutes <laughs> only most of the time it's like two seconds to get around that corner but oh was my like, god this like a, it's hot in this car it's like <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was having a hot flash that day i mean oh my god i mean i'm a little thicker in the middle these days so it's Kind of a challenge to wear high heels, but you know it's like you're a drag queen, and, you, and it gives you height and everything. And so that was such a challenge that day. But you know, <laughs> but I, I had a ball.
1: Eventually, though, it's gonna be as big as like some of these bigger cities were. Oh yeah, like hours and oh definitely. Yeah. I mean,
0: I was part of the Pride Partnership uh, back in 2001. We decided we wanted to build a float to put Dayton on the map. So we took it to Columbus. We built our first float, and we won the statewide parade. We were on CNN. Uh, we were on every gay magazine in ohio that summer and then the next year we uh, built an even bigger float it was a giant eagle and let me tell you that was so scary i think it was like 200,000 people there that day and so we're riding down the main street and i'm the statue of liberty and i'm on this <laughs> pillar right so i'm riding on the float and i'm waving and enjoying every second and i feel the the pillars start to move So it's swaying to the left and then it's swaying right. And I'm waving. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what's going to happen next. My BFF, he is standing on the side of me and he's about 6'10". And Karma Sutra, she's wearing these glass heels, stilettos, and she's dancing really hard her heel went right through his foot.
1: Oh no. Yeah.
0: So everyone on that float had to go to the hospital. So it looked like an episode of ER.
1: Oh God. <laughs>
0: How insane is that? And believe me, it was like, you never knew that he was in pain. Cause he was like, ow, ow, ow. And he was so professional. And then we won the <laughs> trophy again also. And then that same year in 02, we started parades here in Dayton.
1: Oh, is that where it came from? Yeah. Oh, cool. Like a little mm-hmm. offshoot of that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's wonderful that Dayton has its own parade. It's for small towns. It's for big towns. It's for medium-sized towns like Dayton.
0: Before the parades, it was a pride dinner at the convention center and like 1,600 people. So it was really huge. So it kind of balanced out. And then everyone would travel to Columbus for the statewide parade.
1: What's the next 50 years of Stonewall?
0: The next 50 years of Stonewall, what do I think is going to happen? Yeah. Or, Oh, my God. Well, I mean, just think we have Pete Buttigieg right now running for president. I think that's such a a big door opening right now. And I think after that, the possibilities are endless. And look at our trans community and look at Pose. Do you watch the TV show Pose? Yeah. Oh, my God. I am so hook, line and sinker to that show. And so that is teaching our younger LGBTQ community where we came from and how we're gonna move forward. So this is all happening at the same time. So I think diversity is going to explode like it never has.
1: Well, thanks for coming here. Thank you. Miss Demir is a whole lot of lady and Dayton loves her for it. You can see her antics for yourself on DATV's Harper's Bizarro World Presents The Miss Demir Show. You can also see Tina Hightower receive the legendary Misty Knight Legacy Award November 9th at the Greater Dayton LGBT Center. Proceeds will benefit Pride 2020. The What Had Happened Was podcast is written, edited, and produced by me, Amelia Robinson, in the WHIO radio studios. The show's artwork is by my good friend Troy Lyman of T.L. Creates of Columbus. Until next time, lip sync as if you actually know the words. Or not. It's really up to you. Bye-bye, alligators.